www.myshopify.com. It's 6 o'clock. It's Monday night. It's time for the Mutiny Radio Comedy. It's not time for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. I've just been promoting it all day, so it's like the only thing in my brain. Um, Yeah, because it's out there, and uh, all those events exist, and you should go to them right now and buy tickets for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Only 30 seats per show, so it's exclusive and awesome in our funky, cool bizarre performance space down here. Uh, This is Joke Workshop. This is every Monday where comedians come and do their new jokes, old jokes. A lot of comedians are so new that every joke is new. (laughs) Like if if you've been doing comedy for less than a year, every joke you tell is always new. So it's cool. Do do the same jokes over and over. It's really helpful. Um, But this is Joke Workshop where we have microphones strewn about the room and people give comments to each other and tell them how to improve or how to not be hacky or how to write a tag or how to how to do comedy please remember if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich make the bread taste good also be paying attention to each other's jokes because if you don't it sort of negates the purpose of what we're doing here all right Today, running the board is going to be Meredith Slaughter. She is a new Mutiny Radio DJ. There's going to be a new show coming on Monday from 8 to 10. Don't have a name yet. I'm sure it'll be something awesome with Joanna Bateman and Andy. Don't know her last name yet. But they're going to be having an amazing show here at Mutiny Radio on Mondays at 8 o'clock. And we're going to get started. I know who's first on the list because... He was here, and he told me about what he's going to do, which is tell us the news, because that's what he does every week. I actually don't watch news or pay attention to it in any way, because I know that every week, this next comedian will tell me what the fuck is going on in the world. Put your hands together, everybody, for Matthew Quirk! Story tonight. That's a callback to... Uh, so, hey, Liam Neesoms is in the news. You guys keeping up on this? Man, does that Mick know how to sell tickets or what? I didn't even know he had a movie out. Made me forget all about the State of the Union. Anyway, that dude's special set of, set of skills better include public relations damage control. Public relations damage control. Uh, anyway, one of his co-stars said that there's no way he could be racist. Did you see the way he maxed down on some of his, you know, black co-stars in, in, in the movies? And I was like, um, I'd like to apologize to all uh, black people. Apparently, I don't understand racism, if that's a disqualifier. Apparently, I don't know anything about it after all. I apologize. So, uh, how about that State of the Union, huh? Trump said if, he, if you listen to the State of the Union, like if you send him a dollar, he'll scroll your name at the end of the State of the Union brought to you by Carl's Jr. Anyway, State of the Union, in case you didn't catch it, you're fucked. Uh, so, who did see the State of the Union? Anybody here? Anybody who saw it? Yeah, there was some white-on-white crime there. See, because the ladies were all wearing white and the Republicans are all, you, you get it. Uh, anywho, after the State of the Union, Trump had a prayer breakfast. I guess he's giving up on thoughts. Anyway, I'm pretty sure he, he, I'm pretty sure he had the McGriddle at the prayer breakfast. And uh, 
So at the prayer breakfast, he accidentally let slip that uh, one of America's greatest accomplishments was the abolition of civil rights. I think he was reading next year's script. (laughs) Anyway, he came up with the very first Freudian on purpose. Let's see, this is all fresh shit, so I got (laughs) to... So apparently there's complaints about how they're building those uh, bike lanes. They're only building it for uh, in white neighborhoods for white commuters to work. And uh, that's because those it's for people going to work. <laughs> anyway, so in an effort to be more fair, they're going to start building bike lanes on the sidewalk. Nobody? Unfamiliar with bikes on the sidewalk? Anyway, uh, rooting for pro athletes is like rooting for the rich. You're not invited to the win, the party, or the after party. All right. (laughs) Facebook, Google getting together because, you know, people don't mind all this. They just want to know things without thinking. They don't care about all this identity safety. Anyway. So I don't know if you guys know this, but the, most of the country is currently engulfed in this huge snowstorm. People are buried in snow from like sea to shining, shining sea around here. And uh, you guys know that snow plows are like um, so- socialists. So I'm fine with the Democrats using snow plowed roads. But I would like the libertarians to dig their own fucking way. I would like the capitalists to wait for the invisible hand of the market to shovel their way out. And I hope the vegans just wait for it all to melt, not do anything to change nature. All right, that's it. Matthew Quirk, what a treasure you are. (laughs) I'm so glad that you're part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yeah. Doing a, a, hosting a show this year. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just mercilessly plugging it for the next three weeks because I'm, mercilessly plugging it. That was good feedback, Pam. Yeah, you bet. No, you're uh, you're always funny and you do always deliver the news. I don't, I mean, I, the only thing I worry about is like, when do you get, do you, do you, how long do your jokes last? Because they're all topical. Does it matter to you? I, or Yeah, I'm willing to freshen them up every once in a while. Some people here are using the same old material forever. I hear that's sometimes a negative so now I'm getting criticism for doing fresh shit. No, I'm not criticizing you. I'm just saying I I I, I love it. I'm just I'm just it's no, just a question some, like how long does it last and it sometimes it's a very limited shelf life. Yeah, that's 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 how it goes. Uh it, people do the same ones over and over again cuz they're good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> uh I do like I think that your Liam Neeson thing, I think there was some funny stuff there, but I think you need to kind of explain what he said first because I don't know if everyone knows. Yeah. And it also, I think it just like, that. it's it's a setup in itself, right? Like you're, and it just, it helps your whatever punch you have have a lot more impact. Yeah. So. I, I agree. Being robbed for time, I just jumped into it. Yeah, yeah but I mean, even so, like, it, the, the joke sounds oh, better. It's, it's not just like it the information. It's like the joke sounds better with the information there, right? I, that's just my opinion. But, um, and I think you're missing an opportunity for like a taken pun in there somewhere. Like, uh, you've taken the wrong route on this one or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's an obvious. I, I had to think about if there's suddenly some unsolved murders, people all neck snapped, taken style. 
Yeah. We got to look at Liam Neeson's. Right. But yeah. I, I so forgot right that. There. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, you made the Freudian on purpose. That was good. I like that. Uh, and then even keeping with a Freudian theme, it's like uh, something about his kids wanting to fuck Melania or something like that. Because uh, everybody wants to fuck his kid's mom or something like that, but no one wants to fuck his mom. I don't know. <laughs> this, have you seen front Trump's mom? She's terrifying. Uh, I don't know. So it could be something to work with there, just a thought, thought off the top of my head. Um, I like seeing what you bring to the news every week because, you know, there's a lot of, like, news commentation from comedians, but I feel like you kind of come at it from a slightly different approach and I like seeing you so you challenge yourself every week and I'm always curious to see what you're gonna bring to the table and mad respect that you're trying new stuff because I feel like a lot of comedians you know you hit a few high punchlines and then you just kind of ride those out <laughs> um, but I, th I want I think you should keep trying it because it's cool because people talk about politics but you actually like every week you try to stay relevant and current and I feel like you definitely had some potential in this material, but not kind of like what Pam and other people said is a little background would definitely help because, you know, not everyone's watching the same stories. Yeah. And, you know, like I heard about the Liam Neeson thing, but I didn't really go too much into it. I didn't know women were wearing white at the uh, State of the Union and... But I think it's I blame the with. audience. There's, there's, there's probably a good period joke in there too with the women wearing white. Yeah, I, that, I managed to too, not go there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to not go blue here with the politics. But um, I really like the Trump thoughts and prayers joke. He's given up on thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that one has the potential to last at least another four years. So. <laughs> Thank you. Clap your hands right. in a wild, slappy-like motion. It's Matthew Quirk. Hey, your next comedian. What a funny new comic this guy is. He's got long hair. You're going to love him. Pay attention and clap your hands right now for Shane Kenny. What's going on, everyone? For the three of you looking up from your phones, thank you. Um, just get, let's just get right into this. It's like when you're a kid, you have this idea that your family is sane and normal. And then you get older and you realize everyone's mentally ill and has a substance abuse problem they're trying to hide. I guess when you're Irish, you believe in alcohol, but not in doctors or therapists. I came out to my family a few years ago as mentally ill. They all looked at me like I was the screwed up one in the family. I was like, nah, you're all fucked in the head too. I just admitted affects my decision making. Anyone here go to therapy, by the way? Anyone? <laughs> I'm the only one trying to silence the voices in their head. Cool. Cool. Um, going to therapy is cool because you learn about yourself. Like, because of therapy, I learned that my dad's idea of bonding with my brothers and I was technically child endangerment. I'm over here telling some fond childhood memory, and my therapist is looking at me like, what the hell? So when I was a baby, my dad would play full contact games of street hockey with me in a stroller. <laughs> 
None of this story is exaggerated. He would put on roller skates, duct tape a hockey stick to the side of my stroller, then him and my two older brothers would take on half the neighborhood kids in a parking lot. Like, he would use the stroller and hockey stick combination to box kids out and trip them over. You know, like a responsible adult. Um, I was too young to process the danger I was in. I just remember holding on to the seatbelt of my stroller like it was a roller coaster going, what is happening? Um, and it's funny because the first thing they tell you when you get a baby is, don't shake the baby. My dad probably heard that and was like, screw that. I'm going to have an X Games baby. He still brags about that story. Like, remember that time I played hockey with you when I was a kid? Pretty cool, right? I'm like, eh, maybe. Scarring. Um, apparently, he played other contact sports with me except in a backpack like I was his little Yoda. <laughs> he played softball, basketball, football. I just, I only remember hockey for some reason. It's almost like I was being shaken profusely as an infant. So... In middle school, I got braces, and I thought it would be a good idea to play football with my family. I was on defense. The play happens. My dad hard stiff arms me in the face, cutting my, lip, my lips on my braces. I go, Dad, Dad, my lips are bleeding. Without a flinch and without sympathy, he goes, great, fourth and two. Your defense sucked. Again, not exaggerating. <laughs> I'm third of four children, all boys. If you want to get sympathy for an injury in my family, you have to be bleeding to death or about to lose a limb. Flush wounds, you're on your own. Rub some dirt on it and suck it up. Anyone here an accident? <laughs> Every year since I've turned 18, it's been the declassifieds in my family. Every year, another secret comes out. My mom took the crown. One car ride, she goes, I was four months pregnant with you before I realized I was pregnant. And that's how I found out I was an accident. I was like, what gave it away? Did I kick? Like, stop drinking vodka. Um, another one was, your grandpa uh, was involved with the mob in Chicago. And we had to change your last name because of it. Um, another popular story in the family is, your uncle was on the run for 10 years because he was dealing drugs. All this time, I thought I was shaming my family with my degenerate behavior with drugs and alcohol. Apparently, I was following in the footsteps of my ancestors without realizing it. All right, that's my time. I'm Shane Kenny. Shane Kenny, everyone. Time for comments. Uh, I think uh, I've, I've watched you do this set a few times like you're working on it I think if you like make an emphasis on not being so like rote and rehearsed and like try to present it in a very casual way you're going to be doing better with it is this me feeding back am I feeding back that's all the, all the feedback I have Uh, it just sort of struck me about halfway through the thing, like, you know, the, A Boy Called Sue, the Johnny Cash song. 
that, like at some point, be like, I'm lucky I didn't. My name wasn't Sue with the way my dad treated me. By the way, mad respect for the hockey stick to the stroller. That sounds like the kind of redneck jury rigging that. Yeah, it sounds like uh, something Matthew Quirk has been espousing. Everyone should be doing with their children <laughs> these days. So, not surprised you like that part. I think it's. You have a lot of like really great stuff there as far as like childhood like stories and things like that. Like it's all pretty crazy, but you need to add more to it, I think. Like you're it's 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 a very interesting launching point, but you don't really launch anywhere with it. Right now we're just hearing a bunch of horrifying stories about your childhood and without any like punchlines or anything. So it's like, okay, is this storytelling or is this jokes? And we're good, not good really point. sure where it's going. Right? Uh, like you're a little hockey player, like, oh, you were already missing teeth, right? Like, something like that. You're a little baby hockey player, missing teeth, like, it was a, it already worked. Or, like, make, like a, make a fake stat line, like, you know, I had, like, oh, I had, like, three steals and, like, five dribbles uh, because I was dribbling out of my mouth or something like that because you were a baby. There's still a lot of stuff there, right? But you just need to keep going with, like, you know, silly stuff because otherwise it's just you saying a bunch of horrifying things and then no payoff. Right. You know, like you got to set us up for something. Well, and you do, you do set us up, but then we don't get a payoff. Like you, you do these quotes. Like you were like, your therapist said, what the hell? You just set yourself up to say something really funny. And in a line, that's a quotation of someone else. You got to write that out. Cause that's where the funniest, that's where a punchline's going to come is like set up, set up, set up. Here's what they said. Yeah. And then it can't be the same thing with your baby line was what is happening? Which translates to what is happening. So like you, you set yourself up to give this great line. And then when you don't deliver, we're like, oh, but you have it set up. You've got the you've got the setup. You just you have to write those punchlines out. That's all. I mean, because you had two of them in the first minute where your therapist says, what the hell? That You can think of something way funnier than that. And the baby saying, what is happening? You can find something way funnier. And then you talk about Yoda. You have the opportunity to bring in some Yoda lines because you're a baby and you're Yoda-ing. You're like, you know? So you, you, you set yourself up. Just You have to write those things out. But you're, get, you're close to them. You've got the beginning part of the joke up together. I think that... Um yeah, a little bit of what everybody else is saying. I think like the setups are solid. I I was waiting for like the um, like if you set a story up, like if you tell a bunch of horrifying stories and you set up like one story that leads nowhere and you continue with another story, like like the hockey story, and then it's like this one time I ate bricks for cereal, <laughs> and then you go to another joke like with no explanation. I think that could even be like a funny like Mitch Hedberg kind of like you have you think it's going somewhere, and then it completely ends. I think the idea of like us being like, what the fuck, is also just a funny part. Were you raising your hand, Starler? I was stretching. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're so fucking polite. <laughs> Any other comments? Everybody, clap wildly <laughs> for John Kenny. All right, we're moving right along. Do, 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 do. Did everybody like the Muppet movie? I did. I enjoyed that very much. Uh, that Yoda was part of the... No, he wasn't. But the guy who created it. Anyways. Anyway, your next comedian. I, no, no banter. We got to move it along. Uh, your next comedian. She's another comedian. She's going to be hosting a show during the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Uh, she's also in a show called Over 40 and Still Hot as Fuck. Put your hands together, everybody, for Rachel D. <laughs> Addiction to 
I recently told a guy after a show uh, that I loved the audience because they were my kind of people, you know, down to earth and gritty, uh, like I like my meals, right? I meant my men. I get those confused. Yeah. Lately, all my one-night stands have been with really horrible food choices. Like, I cannot stop fucking with Mickey D's or Carl's Jr. I will take Carl's Sr. even at this point. I don't know. The King, you know, Burger, we're on a first name basis right now. I'm just saying, ladies, why not always have it your way, you know? At least, at least I know I'm leaving satisfied, right? And I'm not going to ever need anybody to help me get rid of a food baby, right? Okay. Uh, you know, even if I'm hard up, I will fuck with some Wendy's. You know, that's fine. Does that make me a consumption curious kind of person, or um, what? You know, it is. It is the only time where it's better that it came fast. So there's that. Fast food. Thanks. <laughs> I oh, I recently got to go to the doctor. Uh, got to go to the doctor, right? Because healthcare is a privilege. And I now know that I am straight up lying to my doctor. Anybody else straight up lying to their doctors? You know, right? That questionnaire that they give you every time you have to fill that question, the questionnaire of shame. You have to fill this out. I'm lying right down the right down the line. It's uh, you know like alcohol consumption, you know, three to four times a week. Uh, quit smoking, sure. Drugs, yes or no. Or sometimes I don't even. Do you guys know what the correct answer to that one is anymore? I mean, that's probably my problem. I was trying to guess the correct answers. <laughs> you know, like, Sexual partners, zero, right? Uh, abortions, one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so why am I lying to my doctor? Why are we lying to our doctors? I mean, I'm not lying to my mechanic, right? I'm not like pulling up like, I don't even know why I'm here. It's running fine. I've been changing the oil weekly. <laughs> In fact, to save on, you know, miles, I carried it here, right? <laughs> Nobody's lying to their mechanics. We're all lying to our doctors. Apparently my body is less valuable to me than my 1996 Honda Civic. Um, why am I lying to my doctor? I mean, maybe I'm lying to my doctor because I don't want him to judge me uh, and then break up with me. Right? Because that's, that's why I'm lying to my boyfriend. So... Maybe that's why. I think if he read the questionnaire with the honest answers, it would be a whole different situation. I mean, you'd be looking at those questions, and he'd be like, really, three to four in the morning? That's just in the morning, okay. I don't know. I imagine he would definitely be breaking up with me. He would look at me, he would look at those questions, and he'd look at me, and he'd be like, you know, I think it's time you saw other doctors. <laughs> You know, I think that it's definitely you <laughs> and not me. And Rachel, I just really want a patient that's going to choose me over the drugs. Um, that's how I see myself getting broken up with. Every time I wear this jumpsuit, people think that it is uh, okay to tell me what I look like in it. 
Like every fucking strangers come up to me and say, hey, you look like a mechanic, except in a Carl's Jr. commercial. Is that a compliment? I don't know. It's a, I love this jumpsuit. I love it. The only, the only problem with it is uh, it gets a bit chilly when I have to pee. But other than that, I like it. It's comfortable. All right, thanks to Rachel D. Rachel D, everyone. Yay. I, I was going to say how great you looked in that jumpsuit, but now I'm not going to. <laughs> That's okay. You can say that. Just you look great in that jumpsuit. Actually, do tell me what I look like in it, actually. I'd love to hear. <laughs> uh, you were talking about being like curious, fast food curious or something? Yeah, I was uh, consumption curious. Consumption curious. Yeah, it's uh, epicurious. Epicurious. Ooh, nice. For those people with larger vocabularies. Smart. Yeah, it's a smart button. Epicurious. But I feel like that would be with like actually good food. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I like the fast food, but I think there's a lot more to work off of there. Yeah. Because I think you got to like the fast food like comparisons a little late like you said like yeah i got your you you did a couple things first and then you're like oh yeah it's like you know comes quick or something like that but like something like just keep playing with that like uh you can always get it in every small town or uh used to come with toys before the government banned them or something uh you can get it in your car you can get it in your car yeah i had like i i forgot that um at 2 a.m it's really really hard to turn down long john silvers maybe i just want a jack in my box there you go. Okay. There you go. Yeah, I just yeah, forgot just those. Jack in your box. That's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> right? Yeah. Jack in your box. That's, yeah. that's, a good that's good. Okay. So Sorry. Thanks, more. Marty. Yeah, more. Yeah. Uh, dip your, you want to dip your fries in Wendy's Frosty? I don't know. That's, that's just what I was thinking of. Uh, and then did the joke. I feel like you could use one little more little tag with the civic bit. Uh, it's like. What was I forget? What, what was your ta- what was apparently uh, my body is less valuable than my 1996 Honda Civic. Right, because your body probably has more miles on it. Hey, yeah. or, or, or the similarities between you and a 96 Honda Civic. A bunch of poor young comedians want to get inside of it. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, for the for the fast sorry uh, for the fast food bit art. Because you start off saying you're making bad meal choices, but then the way you talk about fast food, it's like it's good. Yeah. Like fast food, like when people think of it, they usually think of it as bad food. Yeah. So for me, at least, I was like a little confused with what you were going at. Are you? Is it like it's bad for me, but I like it anyways? Is that it? Yeah, I think oh, that okay. might be it. Or maybe I'm just trying to... Con- no, that's true. Like maybe I'm just trying to convince myself that it's okay or not horrible. I don't know. Yeah, that's that, that's a good point. But I just like the the um, lately all my one night stands have been with horrible food choices. Well, but. and if it's gr- I mean, and then you got to think about like the the beauty is if it's a one night stand with fast food, then it's greasy so that it's easier for you to masturbate. Hey, because you already have grease on your fingers or something. Yeah, or maybe right. I'm just then I'm just like defending those horrible choices. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm like defending them. Like you know what? But 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 yeah. yeah but but yeah, and then all the reasons why it's fine. <laughs> You can just talk about lowering your standards, too, or something. Maybe there's an angle there. Lowering my standards. Yeah, I was kind of thinking along those lines where there's more room to draw, like, clear comparisons between terrible food and terrible men. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, there's a bit of there. Like, yeah, I guess without. Um, it's like, did I even want that in there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After you've consumed it. Did I? <laughs> Lots of regret. <laughs> I know there's. We could. It could be a half an hour set, guys. You're right. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> All right, I'm Rachel D. Clap your hands together for Rachel D. Yay! <laughs> Your next comedian. What a what a lovely human being he is. He has a show here at Mutiny Radio on Sundays from 8 to 10 called Old Soul Radio. I don't know how much he shows up anymore, but he started it, so that makes it cool. Uh, he just came back from Sundance in a film festival. He's going to be famous, you guys. Be nice to him while you still can. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, put your hands together for Mike Evans Jr. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Thanks for that intro. It's always slightly terrifying. Um, uh, yeah, so I went to Sundance this week, uh, or last weekend, and I realized if you post about something successful on your Instagram, all your ex-girlfriends hit you up. There's something about getting likes that makes terrible people want to hit me up again, being like, you know, Mike, it's okay that you couldn't get hard during sex. It's fine. It's... No one laughed, so that was way more awkward than I wanted it to be. <laughs> um, I think uh, Instagram hoes in general, though, like I feel like that's their whole mission. They like I, what I realized about Instagram is that you can post about being somewhere, and you don't necessarily have to be in that place. Like online, like I'm still at Sundance right now, and like no one knows I'm back. I'm still posting pictures consistently. And um, yesterday I actually bumped into my friend who was like, hey, shouldn't you be at Sundance right now? And so I took his phone and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, I deleted Tinder recently and I'm having a hard time hitting on girls in public. Uh, it's a real thing. You have to like walk up to them and shake their hands and shit. Um, I just don't know where to hit on women. I feel like no matter what in my head, I feel guilty for trying to hit on someone, right? Like, if you're at the gym, girls working out all sweaty and shit, it's like, oh, come on, dude, I'm at the gym, right? You know, you see a girl at work at Jama Juice or something, it's like, oh, come on, man, I'm at, I'm at work. You see a girl walking down the street, you're like, hey, how's it going? You're like, oh, come on, I'm walking down the street. Okay. <laughs> um. Weirdest place to tell jokes, I was actually talking to Rachel about this, is at the strip club. Um, I have a lot of dirty jokes, and so I think in my head, I was overly confident in telling jokes there. I'm like, oh, I'm a dirty comic, this is a dirty place, it'll work. But that's totally not the case. I'm way more nervous there, because I want to keep it way too real. So I don't know who's at that show, but I told a joke that was like, make some noise if you have a dad. <laughs> <laughs> right, <it's laughs> and that's funny to you guys because we're not in a strip club but with like five strippers all security guards that you know get paid to protect strippers I'm fucking nervous the whole time and also what I think makes it funny of like telling dirty jokes in a comedy club opposed to a strip club is like if there's already dirty shit around you, you say something else dirty, it's not as funny. But if you say something dirty here, it's funnier. So I'm like, I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> I would love to have a special at a strip club just to be the worst challenge of all time. It'd be really scary. Um, 
Yeah, make some noise if you have a dad. Uh, <laughs> that joke works. Um, yeah, I got a shitty lap dance from there. I, I always feel obligated to have like genuine conversations with the strippers. I don't know why. Like, I just feel like they're having like a rough day and I'm like the least creepy person <laughs> they could be giving a lap dance to. So that's why I wear sweatpants with no underwear. Try to, no, that's, that's a horrible thing. Um, so I'm a sixth grade uh, history teacher, world history teacher, and I think it's really funny to lie to the kids about world history. I'm like, we enslaved all the whites. It was great. It was a good time. That's why they're so pissed off now. They all became cops out of revenge. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that, but I feel like there's something there about being a history teacher, right? Um, there's this one girl, I'm gonna end with this because I got the light. Um, nah, fuck that, I'm gonna tell this one instead. So the kids at my school, uh, they like to pretend like they gangbang. Like, um, this one kid came up to me and was like, man, I ate that sandwich on Crip, nigga, right? And I was like, you ate a sandwich on Crip? Like, that's, it's not violent, but it's pretty funny. But like, I, he was Chinese, so I could, should have corrected him for saying the word nigga, but like, you know, if he's a Crip, <laughs> what am I gonna say? My name is Mike Evans, y'all. Junior, I love you so much. Everything you do is a gem. Um, I love, my favorite thing about today is that your sweatshirt looks like little sperm from far away. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm crazy. blind and old, but it looks like, I was like, oh my God, I love his sweatshirt. It has sperm on it. That should be my rap name, little sperm. I love your chlamydia, I love your chlamydia joke, even though you didn't tell it. And at the end, that whole thing, that is great. The lies that you tell to sixth grades about, I love, you could have, you could do a whole, that's a five minute set. Thanks. That's so funny. Like, yeah. there's so many things you could tell them that are just. Complete, because like, history is like, I, it's a lie too. Like, my friend at my job is actually the history teacher, but I catch him lying sometimes. And I'm like, that's going to fuck up someone's mind forever. You can also say something true in the middle of it. Like, Columbus was a good guy. <laughs> You know, like, yeah. Be, I mean, you could, it's not true, obviously, because he was a motherfucker, but you could say some things that we used to teach kids this. as being true facts that now we know are, are lies and hearsay, and you can sort of blend the lines. I think it'd be very funny. Thank you. Yeah, I basically went back what she has to say. I was thinking about how that, like, you're wearing that cum looking uh, sweatshirt, talking about the least creepy guy in the. Ah. Uh. <laughs> And uh, also the history thing, like I'm sure you've seen those things where they'll do like a, a like a very basic history test, and like you know mm -hmm. uh, only 18% of Americans get it right. Mm -hmm. Like so, you can totally lie to kids, and what their parents don't know the fucking difference, and no one's gonna catch me on this, you know. <laughs> Thank you. Well, what was your joke about Instagram hoes in the very beginning? How did uh, you start it? Well. Yeah, I was doing well. So I, the joke is about um, you don't actually have to be in the place you post that no, you no, are. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. Do you do you remember how you started that joke? I found it uh, particularly funny. Is why I asked. Oh, because I went to Sundance and all my ex-girlfriends hit me up and were like, I think it was even before that. Before Never that, mind, okay. I, I'm about No, I think that's what it was. You were talking about your ex-girlfriends, and then yeah. you just pause and you go, Instagram hoes, though. Yeah. You, you said it in a particularly funny way. Where yeah. It was like the start of a sentence, but you put a pause in in a mm -hmm. very funny spot where it sounded like it was the entire statement. 
Well, also, oh. your ex-girlfriends reminded you of Instagram hoes. Yeah, which, I, yeah. yeah it, was, like, it was a direct connection in Instagram my head. Instagram hoes or something like that. Yeah. Beat, 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 and then you started the rest of your... Is that what cool. it was? It was very funny. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate. It I will listen back to the. Uh, to this you show. Uh, quitting the dating app stuff. I mean, dating obviously is very trite territory. But so forgive me for these hack thoughts, okay. if they are. But like the idea, just like yeah, you quit Tinder and now you're dating in real life or trying to ask girls in real life and how it's an inferior app. Like you can't lie about your heights or like <laughs> send. Although you're kind of tall, so fuck you. Um, no. And how uh, you can't send dick pics or something like that uh, so without like like you have to deal with their face there yeah like make you the victim, um, <laughs> and then make some noise if you have a dad. Uh, this might be a little edgy, especially coming from a white guy, but uh, you could say also back to them like it's okay, I don't either. <laughs> no, I I, do, I did use that. So yeah, that's, that's okay. and I actually kind of find that interesting that white women and black guys <laughs> both have issues regarding that, and I don't that's, think they have why a lot I date of them. similarities. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Kind of in a similar vein with that. Because it looked like you're kind of looking for a way to end that, like, can't approach girls anywhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And just something, her response to you approaching her on the street has to be something, like, much more ridiculous. Like, Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm sorry, take anything you want. You're like, damn, bitch. Like, (laughs) 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 something along those lines, like. Like I can't approach anybody everywhere, anywhere. Like, and I don't know. You, you can make tie being black into it somehow too. It's like my options go down even more. Like, what's what's like a really weird place to hit on a girl though? Like, I feel like uh, the three places I named are like very common. Taking out the trash. She, taking She's out the taking trash. out the trash like in her side alleyway. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was in an alleyway. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Something like that. It's in a dark Make, alley just hanging someplace out. Someplace gross like McDonald's or something like that. Like, that's yeah. the worst place. McDonald's, to... but in the woman's bathroom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just come out of a stall. Yeah. <laughs> on, on that same note, uh, with that same bit, I, I thought you were going to turn it into you accidentally hitting on women while they're at work. With the with the, and like you start like a girl at Jamba Juice. Come on, man, I'm at work. A girl at the gym. Come on, man, I'm a personal trainer. And then girl on the street. Come on, man, I'm a hooker. Ah. ah. Or it's all the same girl, and you just keep following her around. <laughs> I, I, it's like my ex. I'm just yeah. come on. <laughs> my, my only, I guess, question or wonder was uh, when you said that something about your students uh, like to gangbang, yeah. and in the way you said it, I went to like a different place than being gangster. Like it was, it was, it was definitely like, wait, your junior high kids are. All fucking each other in the classroom. Oh, and yeah. even yeah. oh wow, yeah, they, yeah I didn't even think I didn't. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't think of that. Yeah. But, and you know, because you were talking about a strip club earlier, we already had sex in our heads, so it was like yeah, you're right. Rich yeah. also got Damn. fired as a teacher, so that's where this is very true. I'm so, yeah. It's, <laughs> and like they're saying, a lot, the history bit, I like. There's a lot to go with from there. Yeah, I'm, I came uh, up with that like the other like, day. Something along happy. the lines of like, if I can just get one white kid to ask his dad, like. Like ask him about like how the whites got freed or something like that. Like, <laughs> your year was made. You like your your forty two thousand dollars a year salary is totally worth it. Like that's how you make up the difference in the salary is just by lying to people. So that's awesome. Thank you like so much. Thank you all of you. This is really great. Mike Evans Jr. What a joy. What a pleasure he is. Yay. As is your next comedian, you guys. She's just a lovely lady. She lives in Oregon, and she's down here every once in a while practicing her craft and being a badass. Please take notes 
and pay attention and love the jokes of Barbara. Thank you, thank you, Barbara Torina. Let me uh, about to fall off the stage. Hey, you know, I really love doing comedy, um, but I also love doing my day job. I'm a nurse. Thank you. You know, and for me, it's really great to blend uh, humor in my nursing practice because I think humor is healing. Uh, I do have one self-imposed rule when I'm doing that, and that is no matter how much my patients love me, no matter how much I make them laugh, I never say, I killed them out there. <laughs> oh my God, the charting nightmare that is. And you know, uh, as comics, we are always in party environments. Well, nurses like to party too, and you know sometimes the the fellas are checking us out, checking them out, and they catch us looking at us at them. They think we know what they're thinking. You know, I'll tell you what we're really thinking is, uh, oh my God, did you see his big bulging veins in those arms? Yeah, <laughs> you know I pop an 18 gauge needle in that baby. That blood is gonna flow like the River Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, there's a lot of different kind of nurses out there, but uh, by far the best nurses are the old school nurses because, uh, you know, we protect you, we got your back, and we keep those uh, rookie doctors in line. Now, lady comes into the OB, she is writhing in pain, she's screaming, she's about to have a baby. Rookie doctor says, I believe the opportunity for pain management has passed. Now, rookie, uh, the old school nurse uh, tells him, doctor, you know what? Me and you go out in the parking lot, and every one to three minutes, I'm going to slam your penis in the car door and tell you, I think the window of opportunity for pain management has passed. Get some sense straight. Another thing about the uh, old school nurses that makes us good is, uh, you know, we've already been through a lot of things that we've got to put our patients through. One example of this is the ever so infamous and downright humiliating colonoscopy. Now, if you are too young to know what this is, basically the doctor takes a, is armed with um, a scope and the weapons of Star Wars, goes up your rectum all the way through your colon in search of anything that may be growing. Why do they do this? Well, when you're young and you grow things, it's great. You have muscles, you grow hair on your chest, you grow breasts, some of us. When you're old, you grow skin tags, you grow a, a belly and metastatic cancer. Growing things when you're old is never a good thing. So as a nurse, I have to prepare my patients for this procedure, and that is by telling them to drink this absolutely wretched and horrid a vile drink called a colon prep, which the manufacturers at the uh, pharmaceutical companies have made to taste just like a colon. <laughs> if I had to drink this myself and I was given the choice of this colon prep or having a full-on fire hydrant shoved up my ass, that fire hydrant hose may look pretty darn good. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to call that my time tonight, folks. Peace out. Yay, Barbara, yay. I enjoyed your set tonight very much. I have a few things I wrote down. Uh, one, uh, charting nightmare. 
I was like, I wanted a line after charting nightmare. Like, what does that mean? Like, there's some, there's got to be something funny in there. Like, I don't know. Uh, a nurse party and a comedian party, the same drugs. You're amazing. And the veins, that whole stuff, I thought that was very funny. Also, you're really, um, you're one of the first people, you're really good with the microphone. You were super loud enough and you had it like right by your face and it was really easy for us to, that's like, you're really good with the microphone. That's just a random thing. And I would give us one more line about the babies and epidural because I knew where you were going with the, the time for pain stuff is past. I think that you gave us too many lines later with the colonoscopy, but I wanted a little more explanation about the lack of epidural. But I did like the slam in the dick in the car. I thought that was lovely. And then the last thing, you spend a lot of time talking about things growing when you should have been talking about anal. Okay. All right. But really good tonight. Really good stuff. Thank you. Uh, I don't know. So this obviously is not the cleanest set, but are you like a, do you use dirty comedy a lot? Like as far as, I, I'm just not sure if my notes would really groove with what you say. Because you say Patch Adams, you, uh, or you want to be uh, comedy into like, you know, your, your work. Uh, you say you're like Snatch Adams or something like that. <laughs> I don't know if that's something you would say. Uh, and again, in similar vein. <laughs> in the similar vein, like again, like same. I same note with Pam with the managing the pain thing. Like, yeah, I think there could have been more there. And uh, like, man, like the time has passed. Like, I'll manage your pain, motherfucker. Like, you're fucking this mother right now. Like, <laughs> I don't know something. Something, something more there, uh, and then, yeah, the charting nightmare. I was trying to think of a good thing about like coding or something like that. Uh, I don't know. It might be too inside baseball for like nurses or something like that. But like, like uh, he's coding. He's like, oh, is it a two eleven? Because I was killing it out there or something like that. Because you don't want to use that. That was that same line. Like I don't know. I was thinking there could be something there, but that's just me kind of spitballing. I'm going to take a U-turn back to slamming Dr. Dicks and car doors. Uh, my main concern there, I do like the slamming the dicks and the car doors. My main concern is that the language doesn't quite match up, and I wonder if it should be uh, rolling up a car window on the doctor's dick and then saying that the window of pain has closed, so having a little bit more of a play on words. That's it, just the, the slamming dicks and stuff. That's my feedback. I thought it was really fun and interesting. Um, the one thing is like, as it, from like a comedian ears, like when you said if you don't know what a colonoscopy is, I think there's room there to like do a misdirection or say something like start off with something very educated because you have a wealth of knowledge. So it's interesting and then just turn to something like a little more obscene there. Mm -hmm. Like there's a, there's room for a joke there. So I don't I don't have it for you, but yeah. yeah. Cool. Thank you. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Barbara Davino. Yay! We are moving right along to our next comedian, another host of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. He'll be hosting the ultimate game show, whatever that means. I learned on Saturday, or what day did I learn that you're the biggest comic? It was Friday. On Friday, he was on the Pamtastic Hell Hat, and he was just so funny. And I was, we were, my boyfriend and I were thinking about him all weekend, and not in the threesome kind of way, just like about his jokes. But he is, he is the biggest comedian in San Francisco. But not like his big. It's his, it's his body. I'm ruining this. Put your hands together for Marty Cunny. Ah, hey. oh, guys, how we doing? Uh, can't wait. Uh, 
I'm not too great with dating apps. I've uh, realized that I think I'm just too honest, you know? I think I'm, because everyone else is just too dishonest on there, right? Like, what does every girl on dating apps say they like, right? They like books, they like wine, they like adventure, right? And I show up to the date in my wizard's robe and my bag of Franzia and reading my copy of Dianetics, they look at me like I'm some kind of asshole, you know? You know how long it takes to chill a bag of wine? Come on, give me a break here. I'm checking all the boxes. And this Elrond guy's got some really interesting ideas. Um, I went fishing with my dad the other week. We uh, went down to the fishing hole, and uh, I saw a sign put up by like the fishing game warden that said, uh, must be at least 10 inches to take home. And I was like, what is this, Tinder? And my dad looked at me and said, you are no son of mine. And I was like... No, Dad, you don't understand. Uh, I actually go about fishing the same way I go about picking up women. I go down to the watering hole. I get drunk for about six hours, drop my fly, and just kind of wait for something to happen. You know? And the results are usually the same. I go home drunk, alone, and reeking of power bait. Um, and those of you who might not be fishing folk... Uh, Power bait is like the strongest, smelliest bait you can get. Some might call it the master bait, which is also what's happening when I'm going home alone. So full circle, Pops. Yay. Um, I went to... <laughs> I went to uh, Columbia two years ago, which was really a cool experience, uh, which is a really cool experience to do. If you don't speak any Spanish, you learn a lot down there about the language barrier. I was relying on Google Translate for everything, and uh, I learned that not everything translates. I went to go order black beans, and I said, uh, quiero frijoles n-words. You guys know you can't say this one, right? This is some racist-ass people down in Latin America is what I learned. Um, I went to go buy a wife beater at the corner store and put that one into Google Translate and uh, went up to the woman in the corner store. I asked, uh, Donde esta las esposas batadores? <laughs> Some of you already realize is not what I intended to ask. What I, she, she looked up at me and was like, Aquí, I guess. I, uh, <laughs> So let's say you do an habla espanol. What I asked her was, where are your domestic abusers? And how, does anybody here not call it a wife beater? Yeah, that's what I thought. Shame on all of us. Sorry, what do you call it? Just tank top, right. That's what the rest of the world calls it. That's what everyone else calls it. We decided to just call it by like the worst stereotype we could possibly associate with it. But it's an American thing we're doing now. Uh, just like the metric system, we're never going to change to it. So uh, might as well stick with it, right? Like, we'll start calling more things by stereotypes. Like, instead of uh, Crocs, we'll call them serial virgins. How about that? Or instead of bolo ties, we'll call them outspoken racists. Or um, instead of, uh, let's see, uh, well, fuck, what was it? Instead of Birkenstocks, we'll call them old lesbians. Or uh, instead of American flag hats, we'll call them probably will suck dick for Coke. Uh, guys, moving on. Um, I, uh, I'm a single guy. Um, I've uh, been single for a bit, but I've, uh, you know, me and my ex, before we split up, we got cats together. And then I kept the cats because... Uh, which is, it's cool. I think, uh, I think I like my cats uh, a lot more than my ex, right? Oh, fuck, I fucked this one up. Never mind. Um, 
Yeah, no, no. So because like, yeah, my cats like I never know when I come home. I uh, you never know if they're gonna like you know come up and cuddle me lovingly. They're gonna swat at me for something I don't know what. If they're just gonna kind of make loud noises until I feed them. Uh, it's really like my ex never left. So uh, they do things for me that that she wouldn't do though, which is cool. Um, I should probably rephrase that. Uh, not sexual things, just. Um, like, I don't know, like, uh, I never have to ask them to come hang out on the toilet with me. You know, they come running right in. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, one thing is weird is they do look me right in the eyes when I masturbate. Um, not her thing, but apparently it's theirs. Uh, it's nice to know that someone cares, but they just don't blink. It's the weirdest thing in the world, guys. Uh, that's my time. Thanks a lot. Uh, I loved everything except the Birkenstock line. I thought it was a little too cheap to punch down to the lesbians. Other than that, that punching you're down? a genius. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a little obvious. Yeah. With everything else that you were doing, which was so scrumptiouslessant in that set, it was just like, it was the only weak spot I can possibly come up with. Well, thank you. You could, at the end of your, uh, instead of, like we call them, instead of football helmets, we call them wife beaters. What? Why did nobody respond to that? <laughs> I think I just kind of wasn't sure what you were saying. Oh, uh, what? What What did you say? Oh, okay. So you know you're like, instead of Birkenstocks, we call them... Oh, oh, okay, yeah. It's, that's like a better closing. Yeah, because yeah, my, I never... My old like, closing line used to be a callback about of a sucking dick for cocaine joke, but I, I, I never felt like it landed that great. So yeah, that's that's a good idea. Like circle back around to the wife beater thing. Yeah. That's a good call. Okay, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> now hey, I get it. On the wife beater joke, I love how you said Aki, and then you might add something like, and then she pointed to like a couple of guys that were in there or something like that. Well, the point, the the implication was that she's pointing at me. Oh, uh, oh okay. Because <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it made that. it debate. Because normally, I think I needed more like a sidestep thing. Like I'm talking to her here, and then she's like, ah, and then she goes Aki. Like I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't that clear. Okay. No, it was clear. They just don't speak Spanish well. Uh, um, all right, Aguanaga. <laughs> No, I thought the aki, aki, aki. It's multiple akis because there's guys in the room. Aki, oh, okay. Aki, aki, aki. Okay, yeah. Uh, interesting premise. Maybe you could add on as a tag for the wife beater thing. Maybe it's like, where do wife beaters shop for wife beaters? And like, do they go? Like, they don't go because I remember I actually once went true story to the Gap and asked where their wife beaters were, and they like, do you mean the tank tops? And like, <laughs> so like, do wife beaters like go to like? I feel like Banana Republic or Gap is not where wife beaters shop for wife beaters. It's more of Walmart. Yeah. Sort of deal. I don't know where I'm going with that, but just like the idea yeah, of Walmart's wife beater the only shopping. place where they'd put like wife beaters on like the aisle sign. It's sure. Like, yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying. Blood is already on them, maybe. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Too edgy, sure, but why not? Too edgy, come on. I was thinking about the masturbating with the cats, and I would say to make the comparison that this is a difference between your ex-girlfriend she always hated it when you masturbated but these guys they seem to love it like yeah. they just get an appropriate angle and then they just go can do like an impression of a cat stare oh that's a good idea i, I, I kind of botched a whole last minute with the cats thing but uh, you did no i'm kidding yeah <laughs> well i left one out too it doesn't matter uh thanks cool thanks guys marty cunny everyone we're moving right along footloose and fancy free your next comedian put your hands together for nick hulk yay 
thank you. So, in my lifetime, I've been a part of about one and three-quarter threesomes. All more awkward than the last. And I know that sounded kind of like a Harry Potter train platform, so I'll elaborate on the number. Um, I'll start with the first one that happened when I was at school in Santa Barbara. I was a bit of a frat douche in those days. At Santa Barbara, you've got you've got an interesting mix because you've got the surfer, like, sudu douche, you've got the frat bro douche, and then they kind of combine to form a super douche, the man you see before you. And as a super douche, your life goals consist of getting drunk, drugs, and trying to have sex with the world. So on one particular day, I was, uh, I think it was alumni weekend, I was making out with a girl, went to go to the bathroom, when I came back she was gone, walked into my roommate's room, she was making out with him. I was like, thought we had something special. And uh, I don't know, by some sort of unspoken agreement, we just sort of embarked on the threesome. So we were kind of, I was doggy style on the couch, and he was here, she was there. Um, and I never had a threesome before. I'm a pretty anxious guy in general. Um, and I'd also done a lot of blow that day, not bragging, just Im important for the mindset. Very, anxiety was very high. Um, and dick functioning a little low. And so, I'm sitting there, we're kind of, you know, doing it, and I start thinking about, all I know about threesomes I learned in porn. And in porn, the guys always finish at the exact same time. I'm trying to figure out how in life is that possible. Like, what happens if I finish like 20 minutes ahead of time? Do I just hang out? Is it like halftime at a soccer game? Do I go get some orange slices, bring back some snacks? I don't know what to do. Um, also, at this time, as, as, you know, as you know from models, blow can be very slimming. I'm pretty skinny now. Back then, I was a skeletal sort of creature. And the other dude involved in the threesome was like a man god. Incredible physique. And so I should be looking at her, but I get trapped in his abs. And I start looking. He's got like a nine pack. I'm just hoping she doesn't notice, you know? And I start thinking like... How does he even have that many abs? What sort of workouts does he do? I wonder, maybe afterwards I could talk to him about it. And I sort of snap out of him, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, focus, here, don't worry about his abs. And as I'm trying to sort of lock into what's going on, that's when I, uh, I forgot that we were having a day party. And the door opens and it's just a group of people. And it's just one of those moments where, I mean, imagine it was worse for her than for me, but it's one of those moments that lasted like five seconds, but felt like an eternity. Like in a movie, it all stops. You see like a hummingbird flying, but you can see like each wing beat. And then someone screams like, ah, oh, sorry. They shut the door and that was it. And then that was all I could handle. I was already a nervous wreck. I tapped out, went and got them some Capri Suns and, and that was it. Um, does that the horn happen there? So what does that mean? I have like a minute. Yeah. I don't think I have time to uh, launch into another one. Um, oh, I want to talk about, I saw this really, I saw this sign the other day, one of the most troubling signs I've ever seen. If 
you have been to a gym, you might have seen it. It's one of those signs that says when you're going to the pool, if you've had active diarrhea or diarrhea in the past 14 days, you can't swim. This sign is concerning, but very interesting. Because there was a point when that sign didn't exist, but that problem was so bad that it warranted making the sign. What did that look like? Was it like a Chipotle and a Panda Express opened up next door and suddenly everyone that takes a dip in the murky water is getting pink eye? And also 14 days? I've never made it 14 days. Can anyone here honestly say? I mean, for me it's like fives tops. It's an unrealistic expectation. That's all I got. Thanks. I think that if you started out that you're like the rich man's um, Josh Groban, if you just... If you just, just a tech say, bro, Josh just, Groban. You just admit it. It would make me... Um, I actually, yeah. I thought of you the other day because you always bring up Josh Groban. Someone at a bar just yelled it the other day. Josh Groban! Yeah. yeah it's, so, I mean, I feel like you should just got to mention it because then it makes more sense with the threesomes anyways because you're like, and isn't he gay? Like, I don't, I don't is know. Is he not? I think he's... Is he married? He's a dude. I thought he was a gay dude. Because then it makes I, it more I fun for the threesomes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, uh... So, full disclosure, I was inter I started off interested when you started talking about threesomes. Then you started talking about bro stuff. And I looked at my phone for a minute. And I tuned out for a second. And then you started talking about the active part of the threesome. Mm -hmm. And you said that you were in the doggy style position? And I was like, wait, what? Ah, that is confusing. And then, for the next two minutes of the joke, you did not mention there was a woman involved. <laughs> uh, that's just my own observation. Uh, you could never, uh, and then the, the 14 days of diarrhea thing, I think it would be like an interesting riff to like explore a little bit more like okay. how they negotiated 14 days with right. the adequate amount of time. Why that number? Yeah. I really like the, um, the joke you're talking about how, uh, all you know about like threesomes is porn and the guys always come at the same time. Right. But in real life, that's not how it is. And I think where you could go with that is like, you know, there's always all this stuff about like guys coming before the girl. It's like, but in the threesome with two guys, all you need to do is come after the guy. <laughs> and it's and it's kind of like the same theory of like all you need to do is outrun the slowest right, person. Right, right, right. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> exactly. Right. Just outlast the guy like and Thank leave you. the girl sad. I, I really like I really like that idea of you not knowing how a threesome goes and you actually being in the doggy style position. Just messing it up. Like yeah. It was clear that none of us knew how a threesome was supposed to go. Like you right. really like you could go on and on about like how those positions weren't working out, but you weren't sure. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, the more the more uh, exposition you have as far as the the, the, the blocking of, of the threesome <laughs> is is probably going to be helpful for okay. all of us because I got a I got a pretty clear picture in my head, but like just I, I my brain doesn't work like everyone else's obviously, but um, the name the name of the position that you guys were in it's called an Eiffel, Eiffel Tower. Tower. Yeah. yeah, use that use that. I also think it's funny to just like 
lean into the conversations with the guy during the threesome. Like, where do you, like, where do you want me, dude? Or, oh, like, you know, like, okay. just, you guys are just, you guys are just talking, and she's just there, like, right. That's kind of what you're getting at with like looking at his abs, like, like actually, you guys. Mm. Yeah, it's like, it's like moving a couch. Like, yeah, it's like, where do you need okay. me? And I also like the uh, the diarrhea and the pool joke because I, I work at a pool and no one honors that rule at all. <laughs> like, you get diarrhea to go to the public pool, you get clean up, you know? Right. I don't know. Cool. Uh, sorry, Rachel. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, the, the part where uh, you get walked in on, um, it just kind you just kind of glazed over it. And right. Then I think that there's a punch there also. So okay. I would go back and look at, like, how uh, you let us know that you were actually being watched. Okay. When, if it was oh, for a second. <laughs> right. When you say you were a frat douche, you have a pretty easy throwaway with like, of course, I'm not anymore. They don't let me in the frat now. The frat house, rather. Well, like so, I still so try and still go back, douche, sort of deal. Yeah. Yeah. I phrased that wrong. You know what I'm getting at. Right, right. And then I liked the door opening, and it's in slow motion in the movie comparison, but I feel like it should be a specific movie comparison, okay. like the protagonist gets shot or the bomb goes off. Just some generic, Jeez. this is when there's slow-mo. Okay. Cool. That's it. Thank you. Yay! All right, thanks, guys. Clap your hands together for Nick. Right, we're moving right along again. Footloose and fancy for your next comedian. He's also part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. He just got married. Wow. Uh, hey, that's cool. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. Not like I'm like, oh, Lord. I just comedians don't usually have money, so I wouldn't understand why they'd want to connect money with other people because the only reason to get married is for the tax breaks. So he must have a real job somewhere in the world, which is very exciting. Clap your hands together for Jan Aguinaga. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. Thank you, everyone. Uh, yeah, just got married. Uh, had a city hall wedding for the price of free, so that was nice. Uh, yeah, and thank God she married me, man. I'm a, I'm a very lucky person, very in love with her, because she, um, I'm not an easy person to date. I'm quite the handful. Uh, even in my sleep, I am a, an avid sleep talker almost every night. I like legit eyes open like seem like I'm conscious like and it's a fucking weird thing thank god she accepts it because it's not that weird to be a sleep talker when you're with someone who loves you it's a little more awkward when you're single and you have one night stands that makes for some interesting morning afters um one in particular I remember I woke up and the girl who had stayed over was uh she looked like she had stayed up all night and I was just like what's up are you okay and she goes we need to talk about what you said to me last night. And I was like, oh shit, uh, okay, what did I say? You told me that you loved me. Yeah, uh, pretty awkward, I didn't really know what to say, so I was just like, uh, I uh, uh, don't. So we had to break up after that. Yeah. No, I'm really happy with uh, with Sarah, my wife. Um, what I really love, I mean, we could all relate to this. We're all weirdos. Like, I could just be my most weird self with her. Like, she accepts me for that. And I love that. And I love pranking her and doing weird things to her. Uh, I have one weird prank in mind that I can't wait to do. So all you really need to know for this prank is, is that I do a really solid baby impression. Just like... I make a solid baby. Like that's how it, that's how I do it, and uh, and I really want to unleash this. It, it scares the, it creeps Sarah out like crazy. But I really want to do it next time in bed, and not just in the middle of it. Like when I'm climaxing, guys can climax, right? We can say that, and 
and I just, yeah, it's going to be like the usual stuff, you know, with a little bit of dirty talk. It's going to be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I'm so close. Are you close? No? Okay, I'll just come then. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Pretty solid baby impression, right? I think so. Regardless of what you think of that joke, that's a solid baby impression. And if babies could come, that's exactly what they would sound like. I'm pretty certain about that. Yeah. No, I mean, it's weird that babies can't come because, you know, they were come. Yeah. I mean, essentially, babies are always coming. You know what I mean? You ever look at their faces? They're just, like, amazed in wonderment out the world. They look like they're coming perpetually. They're just like, it's like, always oh, like this. All right, that's a bit in progress. Let's just, <laughs> let's see, baby come. Uh, what else? What can I end on here? Um, so rom-coms, I watched, uh, uh, what was it, Friends with Benefits recently, and I love a good rom-com, but what I hate about all rom-coms, and they all fall victim to this, is I just hate how, like, the way they show heterosexual male friendship is just so off to me. There's always that scene where Matthew McConaughey character is, like, newly single, and he wants to live it up with his friends, and he always gets on his phone, and he's like, rally the boys, we're going out. And the next scene is they're just all at the posh club and like all of his hot friends are hooking up with their corresponding race and it's all about, like that's not how it goes in real life. This is how that phone call will go in real life. Rally the boys, we're going out. The boys. Yeah, you know, like you, me, um, Trevor. You said you like Trevor. Okay, fine, then just the two of us. Dude. Fine, come on, just go out with me, please. I really need some, like, hangout time. <sighs> You're always hanging out with her, man. You're always hanging out with her. Just, what the fuck, man? We used to be friends. You know what, just whatever. No, just, it's okay. Uh, yeah, next week. Okay, bye. <laughs> you know, it would be like that. <laughs> All right, that's it, thanks. That's funny. I like your baby coming joke, and um, I do too. I feel like I feel like it gives a new meaning to the words "play party." Hey. hey. Sorry, I hang out with a lot of babies. They call them play play dates or play parties. Sure, sure. But I think they also call them that in like the poly community. I think truth is like an awesome place to start with a joke, and I think um, you say the part about when it's a girl you're having a one night stand with, and the premise is really long, and I think a way to tighten it um, is to say, when I first met her, and it was sort of in a casual place, I said, I love you, and then that's why we're together. Like, it's not the joke you're saying, it's a little bit of a different story, but it's a shorter way to talk about that, and I think it, when you just said, I don't love you, like, that was less interesting than being like, so I, I'm married now, and it's because I said I love you, and I was sleep talking. So I don't know. That was just where I went with that. Um, it also uh, took you a minute to get there. I wrote the same yeah. note down. I said it took you. It took you a minute to get to the line. I don't. You, you don't love me, or the you love. I, I don't love you. That whole thing, like, it took a minute to get there, and you didn't need it. Yeah, yeah it's long. In a long. way, like as an audience member, I care less about it if it happened a long time ago, but you're okay now. Like, in a way, it's like, well, when he was dating, but now he's married. And so it's like, make it about your life now is kind of why I said that note. And then 
Okay, so the way I like that, like, you want to do the baby impression, and I think one way to do it in, like, your future would be to, like, throw out the baby impression at one point in your set, and then start moaning at another point of your set, and then make it a baby impression, so it's more like a show, don't tell. So, building it out in that kind of way sometime in the future. Okay. Okay. Cool. Thank you. I may have missed this, but what was the setup for the baby coming? Like, what was the talk little, that led to it? Yeah, it's a little rough. It's like I like being weird, like my weird self around my girlfriend, like weirding her out. I mean, like, pardon my French. My this, is gonna, this is going to be like mildly obscene because it's sex talk. But I feel like an easy setup is like her saying, are you going to come for me, baby? And you saying like, this baby's going to come. And it's like, yeah. are you? And then doing that. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. That's a nice and, simple And way. babies do get hard dicks. Um, they do. I've been a nanny for a long time, and sometimes if you're changing a baby, their little their little peepee gets hard, and it's not that's not weird or whatever. Babies experience sexual pleasure. We're just not supposed to like overtly make that happen. Maybe maybe that's the taboo. I don't know. But they really can. Do they really if get you hard, or they a just tiny like hard baby dick? You haven't lived like a red. Yeah. Okay. Good. And on that note, all right. Thanks, guys. Dinaguanaga. Comedian's gonna make a serious entrance from the pod. It's gonna be like it's the coolest. He's gonna uh, we can we can skip him if you want. Here what we'll do in the interim. Uh, this comedian, he is one of my favorite people in the whole Bay Area, and to have him here is really uh, a gift and a pleasure. Put your hands together for Joey Avery. Yeah, thank you, Pam, and thanks for taking a shit, Austin. That's great. <laughs> Saving me some time. Hopefully not taking too big of a shit. I've used that toilet. That's not gonna it's not gonna suck it all down. Um I uh had an interesting childhood. I grew up in a household where my uh my my father is actually Asian American and my mother is African American, uh which makes me a liar. I'm, I'm white as fuck. What do you think? <laughs> you think they adopted me like a minority couple would ever be like, we need to, if we don't save these white babies, then nobody will. That's not a thing and probably shouldn't be. Um, what's up, James? <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I actually, one interesting story about my parents, though, is, is my mom lived actually an interesting life when she, she grew up in Michigan and when she was 23, uh, she became a widow and moved out to California, which is where she met my dad, which is how I got here, which is kind of one of those interesting life things where we reminisce about the story and I'm like, ah, thank God that happened, right? Like, I don't, it's a weird thing. It's like, ah, everything happens for a reason. Unless you were on that guy's team, then I don't know. <laughs> I'm the winner here, though, so that's fine. The world needs my sweet comedy. It's what God wanted. That guy was probably only going to, like, give back or something stupid. Um, I, uh, I want to have kids at some point, but I'm not ready yet, and I'm worried because I feel like having kids makes you soft. You know, like, and I've heard people describe it different ways. Like I've heard people say that, you know, having a child is like having your heart ripped out of your body and living in something else. So it's this intense experience, but I think it makes you soft because you're just hanging out with a little bitch all the time. <laughs> you know, like, 
<laughs> they say you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most. If you have four kids and they're your best friends, that's just people who cry when you take the remote and their blocks fall over, you're going to get fucking soft. You need someone better than that. You spend your entire life like genuinely wanting the approval of an objective idiot. It's not good for you. <laughs> and yet here I am <laughs> in this moment doing something similar. I, uh, I can feel myself getting older. I had a, a very rough moment uh, a couple weeks ago. I caught myself deeply embroiled uh, in an argument with some college kids. And I was very upset because they had different taste in electronic dance music DJs than I did. <laughs> That was a tough moment to just catch myself defending a DJ like he was fucking Sinatra, you know, yelling at these kids like, you can't just drop the bass. You build to the drop of the bass. And then I just like saw myself in the mirror, watched my first wrinkle form, shed a tear and then voted Republican. It was a crazy experience. I didn't know how to deal with it. I uh, I don't really know where to put this final thing I'm going to bring up, but I was listening to a podcast about the Clinton years. There's a lot of shit I didn't know about the Clinton-Lewinsky scandal. Uh, for example, out of all the times that she sucked his dick, he only came once. Wow. That's, and we think Trump is a sociopath? That's <laughs> fucking insane. This dude was blue-balling himself, walking around the fucking White House with his finger on the nuclear codes. That's insane, all right? That's horrible, and that's the first time that I've ever truly believed in lizard people because only the Illuminati would not come. All right, thank you. <laughs> Yay! I don't, I don't think we need to give you comments because you're a genius. Oh well, thank you. That's why I come here. Thank you, Pam. Because I pushed him in. I pushed him in, anyways. But I feel like he doesn't come. Joey Avery, yay! We have. We always have matches here at the station too, in a little thingy, so we can always never have to smell each other's poo poo. Um, That's just a thing. Flat black plastic does because they're awesome. Uh, Also, I have uh, lighters, uh, Mutiny Radio lighters. Those are uh, can be gifts to you. But uh, clap your hands for your next comedian, Austin Carr. Hell yeah, dude! Thanks, Pam. I didn't poop. I just peed. But all right, anyway. All right, you guys. My name is Austin Carr. I'm just out here looking like uh, Thor if he brewed his own IPAs and uh, maybe drank them too. I don't know. All right. I'm trying to look like jokes. I got told recently I look like Post Malone. Uh, Yep. Right away. Right away. All right. Thumb on the pulse. Uh, Maybe Post Malone if he uh, only smoked weed, right? Because you never get that many face tattoos if you only smoked weed. That's the Bud Light talking, I think. But (laughs) all right. Uh, Trying some new jokes. I'm doing a a show for a charity event coming up. It's going to be for Make-A-Wish Charity. And uh, thank you. My uh, first instinct, uh, though, is to just like tank it right away and be like, uh, give it up for all the kids dying for me to be here. <laughs> but uh, I, don't, I don't think that would go over very well. So maybe you guys can give me some feedback on that. But uh, what else? So, um, something else about me. I went to fat camp as a kid. Oh, in the corner right away. Oh, that's better than people laughing because that's not the punchline. But yeah, I went to fat camp as a kid. My parents sent me away until I came back more attractive and presentable. I was the only child, so they only had one shot. But yeah, uh, everything you can imagine happens at fat camp. Uh, Ben Stiller wasn't there. I get that a lot. No heavyweights fans in the audience. All right. All right. Moving on. Uh, Yeah, everything you can imagine happens at fat camp. Kids are having their first sexual experiences, uh, but fatter. 
<laughs> and uh, much sweatier. <laughs> and uh, and uh, they control what you eat. So kids are like always smuggling candy in and like junk food. And they never let you play video games because they got to work you and keep you moving and keep you moving to burn all the calories. So like kids are smuggling video games in their rooms and getting caught. And like there's always a plan to escape from fat camp. There's always a plan to like run away. All the kids want to escape and break out. But uh, none of us are fit enough for a life on the run. Uh, fit enough for a life on the run. Always fun to repeat the punchline, I think. But anyway, uh, what else? Yeah, I, uh, fat camp is funny. It's like a, it's like a work camp. Like they really just wake you up in the morning, and it's like a they run you and they just work you all day. They keep you moving. It's like an internment camp or like Auschwitz. If the only thing they cared about was burning calories. But yeah, it's a tough one. I know. All right, don't mention Auschwitz. That's the note from that joke. Okay, uh, what else? I'm divorced, but I'm not going to talk about it. It's a whole thing. But uh, yeah, stories all the time, really. A, a young boy who fell in love and a young woman who needed a visa and uh, got in and out. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting back into dating, which is weird. It's, it fucking sucks, man, because you know, girls are, are so fucking hard on us guys, right? <laughs> I'm really going for the guy sympathetic. Uh, it's, it's our time, you guys. We need to get some. Anyway, no. Uh, but girls are so mean. Like the way they talk about guys, like the way they talk about guys. It's like, he's a dick. He's a douchebag. He's unemployed. It's like, it's also personal. And like, uh, sometimes I wish I was gay, you know, like it would just be, it would be so much easier, you know, like the way you heard the way gay guys talk about each other. Like, you know what a, a gay guy calls a, a big fat, hairy gay guy. They call him a bear. And how adorable is that? Right. That's fucking awesome. Right. And you know what they call a, a hairless, big fat gay guy. They call him an otter. They call him an otter. And you know what they, they call a, a skinny bear, which is what I think I might be. They call him a wolf. And hell yeah, dude, I'd rather be a wolf than an asshole, you know, just run around with my wolf pack, my boys, my dudes. <laughs> I don't know, you guys. My name's Austin Carr. Thank you very much. Austin Carr, you're a genius. Uh, the only two notes I have are, um, I would say, a Brazilian that needs a visa, just because Brazilian women are traditionally gorgeous and <laughs> stealing visas from dumb American men. Uh, and then also, when you're uh, a young bear, you're called a bear cub. Bear cub. Yeah. So I'd be a wolf so you're, cub. Because you're under 30, so mm. you're technically a bear cub. Am I on the borderline of being a bear? He's, he's about to call me a bear. Uh, <laughs> no, you can, you can negate me. I, just, I would call you a bear cub. All right. Let's have the resident homosexual here weigh in on this. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so like an otter is more like a swimmer's build kind of a guy. Okay, all right. Very skinny. Yeah. I swam in high school. I'm just not standing up straight. I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's nothing to do with wolves. I mean, that that just you just get into a weirder, more fetishy maybe hole. Yeah. All right. No, 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 that's a good note. All right, so uh, stick with the bears, I guess, or uh, yeah, yeah, it would be a, it would be if you were calling yourself a cub at this point, that would be ambitious as well. <laughs> Damn, man, I can't get any love. Not with the guys, not Is with he the girls. Too old to be a bear cub? He's too old. What am I? Where do I fall in? Where do I fit in? Kind of in the bear zone, man. Kind of in the bear zone. All right. <laughs> That's a good place to be. It's a good place right. to be. <laughs> uh, you could, if you want more of uh, I look like jokes, uh, you could say I look like Post Malone if he didn't follow his dreams. Uh, it's just, like, if he decided, like, I'm not getting a face tattoo, I'm going to take that job at Riley's or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's good. I can't, I have no idea who Post Malone is. But anyway, good, good for you, Will. Uh, uh, this might count as fat shaming, but you said, you know, we, uh, well, let me just, you said, you said, we, we're, it's like a regular camp, you know, we have sex. And you could say, well, the dicks are strangely small, though. So if that's, and then the other thing is, um, you could give a calorie count for the sex. 
Oh, like it's part of the activities. Right. Okay. And finally, maybe this is what you intended, but when you're complaining about women complaining about men and you go through douchebag dick and what was the third? Unemployed. Okay. Well, maybe this is what you intended, but yeah, just making it super clear that those things actually apply to you. No, that's kind of what I was looking for too, is I was looking for like, what are like the throwaway things that girls say about guys when they just like prejudge them and like write them off? And I was trying to think of like three terms that they would make and I would think, Dick, he's a douchebag, he's unemployed, he's lazy, or I, I don't know. Right, but I think it's funny if you turn it so that you actually are those things. So it starts to get very personal? You're acknowledging it. Okay. Yeah. That was kind of my note as well, because I think you say the parts two sentences before where you're like apologizing for complaining about dating as a man in this time and like mm. I don't know if the, unless those are jokes they're kind of not useful and it's kind of more vulnerable to be like I'm not saying dating for all men is hard I'm saying I had a bad experience dating and a girl hurt me is like kind of maybe more of it. yeah I get a lot of the well just talking about dating or divorces in particular everyone's like oh or right. fat camp oh and so like I was trying to not like make it like I don't know anyway <laughs> I know I know it's a hard one but. all right Thanks. Nope. You look more like you brew kombucha, kombucha than IPAs. That's probably a good San Francisco. And second term. off, uh, when you say the life on the run from the fat camp, you have like a pretty easy setup for some corny wordplay, like life on the walk for 10 minutes and get winded and sad. <laughs> right on. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I got to mind the fat camp stuff. All right. Thank you, guys. Austin Carr, what a treasure. Uh, go see him on Sunday night at Cops and uh, all the time he works there. But he's also on a show. I saw it on the internet. It's exciting. Your next comedian. He's also exciting. I haven't seen him here in so long and I think about him all the time because every time I'm in a car in Berkeley, I remember his joke about all Berkeley drivers being on the spectrum. Put your hands together, everybody. <laughs> he is, it's true. He has a great joke about it. Stefan Massey. Yay. Thanks, Pam. Uh, yeah, I haven't been around in a little bit. Um, I was in Europe, in Britain specifically. I went there for sex tourism. No, no, I, I can't, I can't have uh, emotionally detached sex. I'm not capable, and I know this because uh, after my first sexual experience, I curled into the fetal position and cried. Uh, wow, really? Okay, no, no. Be glad you're not me. Be glad you aren't me. That's how that's supposed to work. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I uh, went to Britain and I lost my virginity. Uh, sure. Okay. I'm 33 fucking years old. This is not an applause break situation. Please. Please. I lost my virginity and then we watched Top Gun, uh, the fantasy of every teenage boy delivered only 20 years too late. Um, this girl this girl is so fucking sheltered, though, because like she literally, when she saw me naked, she said I look like a movie star. And her last husband, her, her ex-husband looks like Fabio, so I guess I should be flattered. Um, okay, hard left turn. Um, <laughs> I'm a big fan of the uh, YouTube fail compilations. Uh, the best ones to me are the uh, news and uh, sports commentator varietals. Uh, these are people who are supposed to be composed and professional at all times, and seeing them fuck up gives you all the thrill of a mistake in a live theater performance without any of the secondhand embarrassment. It's like on Westworld when one of the hosts has a glitch, but funny, you know? Uh, my dream, though, is to uh, one day see a live commentary 
uh, of a football match, a tennis championship, the Olympics, if I'm shooting for the moon, and, you know, Bob Costas or whoever just has a full-on existential crisis right in the middle of it, you know? Like, uh, can you imagine? It'd be like, oh, the runners are rounding the corner. Bolt remains in the lead in the final lap. Look at these young men in the prime of their lives, putting their toned bodies on the line for a shot at glory. A young Bob Costas may have once had similar notions of glory, but those days are long past as he wrestles with difficult names and misspellings on the teleprompter. My God, how could I ever leave those dreams to die and settle for slowly killing myself on TV nightly as Bolt rounds the corner? He's maintaining that commanding lead to fly past the finish line and surely make himself and family proud without having any qualms that the chosen path he was on is correct. Uh... <laughs> It's a, that joke wins me every time. Uh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so I have uh, social anxiety um, and other fun brain problems. Uh, and, um, you know, we all have coping mechanisms. I think it's not a stretch to say everyone in this room probably has at least one. Um, but this is, uh, I, like, I don't like really talking about mine. I just like to write songs about them. And this is a song about my favorite coping mechanism, the internet. When you're with friends and socializing is too hard, you can always go online. When you've got deadlines but can't write that first word, just give up and go online. Don't give your time to Nazis or the centrists or the incels. Just find a niche and let them all uh, rot inside their private hells. Why feed the trolls? Get likes to pretend your friends care. It's not very fun, but racist slurs are cool there. So go online. Twitter is really bad online. Tumblr will make you sad online. Online. Log the fuck in. Okay, that's my time. Thank you. Stephen Massey just did a five-minute set in three minutes and 20 seconds. That was insane. Your song is brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Other people have things to say. Your song is brilliant. I, I love the things you do. I love your perspective. Thank I think you. you're great. Thank you. Uh, so your Bob Costas riff where he's... Uh, so what you should do is you need to like sell the end of that. Because it's like, what you're saying is all very funny, but it's not like something someone can like... They have to tune in and listen to everything you're saying right. for it to be funny. Like there's not individual beats. Yeah. So it's almost like, uh, like George Carlin would always start like a lot of his monologues with like these kind of like diatribes like that uh, where it is like all these individual things are very witty but it, you have to absorb them as a chunk and all laugh at the end so <laughs> when you end that joke you have to do something to like sell that punctuate it yeah, yeah. button it tag it exactly. one of those things uh, yeah. and also just enunciate a little bit yeah. I missed something in the online there <laughs> it was a very funny song thank you yeah yeah, Pam kind of alluded to this, and it's new joke, so it is what it is. But you just you went way faster yeah, than you that's, usually. That's, I, do, I do that every time I do a joke for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then otherwise, you could do something with when she says you look like a movie star when she sees you naked, and you could be like, "Oh, I thought she was crazy, but then I realized like Mandy Patinkin is a movie <laughs> star." <laughs> like like oh that. God, I should be so lucky. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I love the, I love the song. I would definitely find where the I don't know, laughs or punches are in that, and and stop, like and wait, because um, you if you sing through that whole song, mm. like you're you're singing through. Yeah. I think some laughs. My, yeah, the, my my inner piano student wants to just remain right? on beat, but yeah. And, and yeah. I, have a, I have a song too that's the same thing. Like you you just have to give that up. <laughs> you, right, yeah, no, no, you you have to let the audience catch up. Yeah, yeah definitely. 
And next time you're doing a set that's here and you can do that song, you can actually play piano to it because you play our piano. Like, I mean, when I we just have need time, to like get the instrumental for that for that song, that downtown song, because like I used to be able to play and, and like I'm kind of sad that I couldn't do that because that'd be amazing. But that's fully Zach Galifianakis's realm now, I guess, or it was. Hey, the nails are on point, though. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Stephen Massey, everyone. Yay. Stephen Massey, we're glad you're back. Yay. You had sex. I'm so excited. Yay. Yay. We used to, I used to pretend that I knew how to get him laid, but he did it himself. He's such a big man. Yay. He did it. Yay. Uh, your next comedian. What a lovely tall drink of water she is. I don't mean to sexualize her in any way, but she is a part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, which I think is pretty fucking sexy. Uh, she also is like, she has like seven siblings or something crazy like that. Clap your hands together for Gaula Finman. Yay! Thanks, Pam. Oh, thanks, Pam. Oh, I love coming to Joke Workshop. I haven't been able to come for months because I'm a slave and my master doesn't let me off work till like seven. But I got off, and I normally try to shower before I get out of the house because I usually vomit um, all over me because um, I'm a nanny. Uh, uh, and uh, it's usually fine because it's four-month-old nanny, but uh, today I had three-year-old uh, upcheck on me, which is a lot more of a dire situation uh, because uh, the kid threw up in the car on Friday, and they left it for me to clean up today. <laughs> right? At horrible people. So I waited till five o'clock to do it, and then I picked up the kid from school, and uh, she wanted smoked salmon on a bagel. So what I'm saying is, is I smell like a Jewish Chuck E. Cheese right now. <laughs> like, uh, like a thrown-up salmon. Okay. My niece just named her pet's nail rye bread, so we're just like super Jewish. Um, anyway, on that topic, um, I'm going to slide into my material. It's just where I'm at right now. Um, can we... Uh, there's a lot of dudes in here, but it's much less talking to myself. Can we stop rating women on a scale? Like, from one to 10, like a woman you are trying to have sex with, or just somebody you're trying to have sex with, on a scale from one to 10. Uh, I think we should start rating people on how they make us feel, you know? Like, um, what I'm saying is it would be more effective if you compared the people you were trying to fuck to food. Like, last night, you didn't go home with a three, you know? She's hot Cheetos. You weren't even hungry. You know, you were just pretty drunk, and now you're wondering why you've red all over your hands. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, don't say, like, a girl's, like, a 10 with a bad personality. I hate that shit so much. It's like, she's an acai bowl, you know? You know, she's probably a whole Instagram page with 200,000 followers of acai bowls, beautifully cut up fruit that you don't even know of. Um, it's just like, yeah, oh, I'm trying to work on the high one to like bring it back so I don't only compare women to hot Cheetos. Um, but the thing is, women are not, always, like a woman isn't just like hot Cheetos and then she's done. It's like she was hot Cheetos that night, you know what I mean? And it's like, if you would have just waited, sobered up, met her at a different time of the month, like she could have been a green bean casserole, you know? She is somebody else's green bean casserole. Um, so yeah, that's just a point I've been making and I don't know what else I wanna talk about. I just wanna work on comparing women to food and different types of food and not numbers because I feel like that's a better world. Um, okay, yeah, I'm fucking done. Oh, 
never mention a green bean casserole without the crispy onions. Like, who's the crispy onions on that fucking green bean casserole? Like, there's some crispy shit in there. I need, I need some crispy onions. I like, I'm just saying, if I, you're going to mention green bean casserole, there better be fucking crispy onions. I found onions. it amb- ambiguous whether finding your own green bean casserole was a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. I feel like I feel like people may have a different opinion. Right. Because yeah. You also unintentionally said something very funny at the beginning, which is I had three-year-old puke on me, uh, but it was like it was the puke of a three-year-old. Yeah. But then immediately after that, you had to clean up puke, but it was three days old or whatever. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A toddler's puke might be less ambiguous. Yeah. yeah. Less no, 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 yeah. no, no. I think even if you make a distinction of like. You said it was like yeah. I had to clean a three-year-old or like a three-year-old puke. Yeah. It's like the puke of a three-year-old, but then you the thing you say immediately after that mm. is you have to clean up old puke inside of a car. Yeah, it's three days. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go. Is is green bean casserole good or bad? Okay, it's, it's, it's bad to me, and what I'm saying, what I think in my head, I'm saying a hot Cheetos girl is. Could her best potential she could become a green bean casserole? I personally don't like it, but I'm from the Midwest and people fucking love it. It's like a polarizing dish. Okay, I've never had. It's just it is a it is definitely a Midwestern thing. You go to a potluck and somebody will bring it, and it's like I'm I think it's the most disgusting thing. So that is something to unpack for sure. It's super amazing. It's green beans and it's a it's it's and like cream uh, cream of mushroom mushroom soup soup and then deep fried. But it's some man. If a man who liked it dated fucked a girl that reminded him of it. It's like home. It's like he's fucking like it's his heritage. An yeah. Integral Thanksgiving dinner. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's not yeah. really a Thanksgiving dinner. It's an emotionally evocative food for it sure. It is an emotionally people. evocative food, and you literally can fuck it. It like is warm and crispy and delicious. Can you fuck hot Cheetos. And you compare a girl to a, a green bean casserole. I've never had it either. But some people in here like it, and they're maybe a little bit too ashamed to admit it in this space. It's fine. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna fucking talk about green bean casserole. Uh, I do definitely like, yeah. yeah. I mean, as much as I would like to continue the green bean casserole trying to thought. I do like the premise of comparing women to food very much. I what I immediately think of is a food that feels great in the moment, but then makes your insides feel bad. Nice. Later. Yeah. And I don't know, it's just specific foods you want to work with. Like it's kind of something that's good for workshopping, but yeah. I don't know what does that. What hurts me on the inside, but I keep going back. Like fried food? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm yeah. on the wrong I mean, chair. I think like hot Cheetos are kind of like a regrettable choice of food for people. I don't know how other people feel about hot Cheetos, but I would only eat them when I was like drunk and not even hungry and they're just there. Mm. So that's kind of why I chose that. But I will work on different kinds of foods. Yeah, thank you. Gula Finman, yay! Come see her during the Muni Radio Comedy Festival. She's hosting a show called I Have Like 17,000 Siblings and My Life is Fucked Up. Yay! It's something like that. Your next comedian, he's been patient all night and what a pleasure it is to have him here. Clap your hands wildly for Arjun Banerjee! What up? Anyways, I... What does this say? Sorry. I'm not prepared at all. Why is it called ghosting? In every movie about ghosts, the ghosts are trying to talk to you. (laughs) Like, they're doing a lot. Like, that's kind of the whole plot of their existence, is communicating with the other side. I ghost girls in that I assess about them. Hey, nope. Okay. I do a 
obsess about girls. I used to ghost a lot. Anyway, um, it should be called exercising. I, that sounds like I don't have a good tag to it, but I tried too. Anyways, I uh, I was in an Uber pool the other day, and this guy started doing the worst thing you can do in an Uber pool, and he started talking to me, and then I uh, he said I love Indian weddings because of my skin, but he is uh, he's right, dude. Indian weddings are amazing. It's the perfect combination of people who are know how to get down and know how to make you feel bad about your position in life. Like they, like so many doctors asking me if I'm employed, and me saying no. It's not good. Okay, then I'm gonna go. To the, I'm not gonna do the next part of this joke because I've told it so many times, and I want to do new jokes. You know they banned college javelin throwing in most colleges in America. They banned it. Javelin is the is where you toss a spear-like thing. They banned it because uh, too many people were getting stabbed, which means there were people who were like, "Hey, at this exact time." I'm going to throw a javelin in that direction without trying to hit anyone. And someone was either stupid enough to walk in front of that, or the javelin thrower was so bad that they threw into the stands on accident. And it is amazing that college javelin throwing is banned, while college football is not. Like, hey, you can't get hit by sticks on accident but you can get murdered by a man on purpose. Just like full body, helmet to helmet contact. I mean, that's illegal, but I don't care. But football, football is, it's a, it's a gross, dangerous, sad sport that disproportionately affects the poor. And it is goddamn lucky. It is my favorite thing in the world. Otherwise, I would do something about it. But uh, love it too much, you know? Can't let it go. It's my, uh, it's my heart and soul. What is this thing? Oh, I'm bipolar. I'm, I'm, I'm a bipolar person. I'm a bipolar person, which means sometimes I get manic. And mania is you just start feeling like everything's going to be all right. Like you are a good person. You have a place in this world and everything in your life is going to be fine. And then your doctor's like, that's mental illness. Uh, like that's not true. Anyways, well... They'll probably say something different. Anyway, so you guys know what uh, 4chan is? 4chan is a website that has a lot of Nazis and, and alt-right people talk, uh, getting mad at Nazis. No, Nazis getting mad at alt-right people for not being Nazis enough. It's just full of full of really awful people, and it has the best gay porn. It's, uh, I don't know if you've been on that, but it has the weirdest kinks that I love. Like, but it's still full of Nazis. Like, the gay, like in the comments on the gay porn things... They're still saying the N-word. Like, it's wild. <laughs> like, you just would be like, oh, they're gay, so they're going to be chill. But they're still white dudes, you know? They they know. <laughs> I didn't mean... I. It may look like I'm making eye contact with you, but I don't register that in my head. <laughs> just kidding. I don't have my contacts in, so I can't see your eyes. It's just a blurry face. Don't even... What's your name? Yeah. Nick. Cool. I'm done. Hey, isn't that fun? Arjun Banerjee, yay! He's our he's our last com uh, comic with comments, so you know what, give him the comments, motherfuckers. 
I think I think you're I think you're I think you're always great. I think that you always have funny stuff to bring. I appreciate that you always have new things to say and you don't rely on the same old goop. Why and are you're we... constantly doing something new. Okay. Uh, that being said, a bunch of people have that same ghosty joke. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Um, also, I tweeted it and I got likes like years do, ago. Do you want to? Uh, I, I just want to hear you do the joke. You said you're going to close out the number joke that you didn't do. <laughs> okay. No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think this was intentional, and I would just give compliments to it. I love that you were talking about footballs in terms of its disproportionate impact on minority communities, like you're talking about prison or like diseases. Oh yeah, it is intentional because it's a, it's true. <laughs> it's, it disproportionately affects the poor, is what I said, not minorities. Well, you can go minorities with either, but I know, but yeah, I'm gonna say poor because that's what I feel better about saying. Okay, go with what feels good. <laughs> Speaking of feels good with the four chan thing, I don't not to be too blue, but like when someone is masturbating, their sense of ethics gets a little cloudy. It doesn't pop into their heads once it's gone. Okay. The end. From your set of just, do you think during a school shooting, one person thought to themselves, "I wish we didn't ban the javelins. <laughs> I wish we still had them." <laughs> That's fun. That's a good one. Yeah. Do you want that? What? No, no. Okay, then. Okay. Yeah, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm giving it to you. Yeah. Okay. I'll take you, that. You need it more than I. Yeah. Do. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, all right. Inadvertent burn. Bow, yeah. bow, bow. Clap your hands wildly for Arjun Banerjee. Yay! All right, we're going to run through this open mic. We're going to get everybody who's here. We're going to get them up. And I appreciate you guys all so much for staying. Your first comedian who won't be getting comments, but please tell them later outside in some other place that makes you happy. Put your hands together for Rachel Prasan. Pin wasn't working. My name is Rachel Pinson, but yeah. Cool. Uh, hello, everyone. Good afternoon. So, do you ever have a pet cat, and uh, the cat will bring you a dead bird, and you're like disgusted? You're like, ugh, why are you showing me this? But from the cat's perspective, the cat's like, well, I really appreciate dead birds, and I really appreciate you, and I was trying to do something nice, so I thought if I presented you with this dead bird, then maybe someday you would bring me something I like, like maybe you would bring me a dead bird. And I try to apply that same logic and principle whenever I get like an unsolicited dick pic, you know? like. Yeah, I mean, I just really appreciate you, and I mean, I really appreciate my penis, and I thought maybe if I would present it to you, you would uh, show me your dead bird. So, <laughs> yeah, I could work on that one. Uh, I didn't realize I wasn't going to get uh, comments after this. Okay, so, <laughs> sorry, I'm nervous. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I had more things to say. Okay, so one thing though, a surefire way to get these people that are showing your dick pics to leave you alone, I find works every time. Get pregnant, then they'll never talk to you again. Uh, <laughs> so 
I am from the Midwest and I was raised by lesbian parents. And whenever I'm in the Midwest and I say that, people are like, oh man, that must have been like rough. Like your parents were gay and like that's kind of weird. And then when I say that here, people are like, you're, oh yeah, lesbian parents in the Midwest? Oh, that must have been hard. Like, that must have been weird. Um, uh, I think that's all I have. So. Good night. Yay, new Rachel, yay! You were here all night. You did so great. You were such a great audience member you were. Come back again and again. I know it's really, it's, it's, it's hard. You did, you did two minutes. That's great. Shout out to Diamond Dave. Shout out to Diamond Dave! You did two minutes, that's great. Seriously, if that's your first time. Is that your first time ever doing comedy? Yeah. You killed it! Yay! You're so brave! You're so brave. Thanks for coming, come back again and again. I'm sorry, it's weird. Um, comics aren't like, op- like um, Diamond Dave's show on Friday from three to six is like super opening and welcoming and they like, they're like, everybody's, oh, we love all of you. And we're like, fucking sign up, do your time and get the fuck out of here. No, we're, 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 comedians are a little different. They have a lot less, no, they have just as much heart but a lot less soul than uh, people on Fridays. Your next comedian, put your hands together for Sala Ali, yay! <laughs> Hey guys, how's it going? Um, <laughs> it's been long. Uh, I'm just gonna get straight to it. Um, I'm gonna be 100% honest. I wanna be rich. Yeah. Uh, seriously, a round of applause. Who else wants to be rich? I see a couple people that uh, didn't clap. No need to brag, we get it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I really want to be rich. I want to be so rich um, that I get discriminated against. Do you know what I mean? Like, I walk in to a store, I see something I like, and uh, I head to the register and I uh, pay for it. And uh, the person at the register gives me shit. And I'm just like, you know, what do you mean you don't have uh, enough for a 20? This is ridiculous. And I just walk out. Um, when you're rich, um, you do things that uh, you shouldn't be doing, just like out of boredom, like uh, run for president. No, seriously, seriously, like uh, I just read the other day, the CEO of Starbucks is running. That's fucking ridiculous. Uh, that made me want to run for president. I said, I got a Keurig, fuck it, I could do it. Um, yeah, that, that broke shit is, uh, it's not cool anymore. I did something for the first time. It, you guys wanna know what I did for the first time, being broke? Yeah. Uh, I was making a sandwich, and I picked the first slice of bread. <laughs> I usually skip it, but I was like, I'm gonna regret this later if I don't use it now. Um, um, Valentine's is uh, coming up. Anyone excited? No. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Valentine's, man. I uh, I prefer being single. It's not like I have a choice, but it's better that way, honestly. Um, you don't argue with uh, your your person, your co- your uh, 
your boyfriend or girlfriend about what movie to watch, what candy to eat. When you're single, uh, you get to pick the movie, you get to eat all the chocolate you want, and most importantly, when you're alone, no one hears you cry. So, uh, that's <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I don't eat chocolate. Uh, uh, this is my first time here and I'm really, really happy. I'm like trying this uh, comedy thing out. This is my second open mic and uh, I'm glad I uh, got here on time. Uber uh, did a great job. Doesn't usually go that way. You know you live in a bad neighborhood when the closest Uber is uh, 45 minutes away. You're just standing outside, you're like, should I move? That's the best Uber joke I have because you can't, because Uber's winning, you, you, there's nothing to complain about. Like, uh, you see these prices, like uh, Uber X, you're like, $25, that's ridiculous. And then you do uh, Uber Pool, and you're like, uh, 15, I still can't afford that. And then they have a new option called, uh, then walk then, bitch. Meet us halfway, and uh, the ride's on us. But uh, that's all I got, guys, thank you. Your next comedian. What what a joy he is. What a wonderment it is to hear his voice on the radio. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Starler Burns. Yay! What's up, mutiny? Did that that's on. That is on. I agree, by the way. Fuck Valentine's. He was an asshole. I'm glad they killed him. That didn't land with anyone. Don't worry about it. Don't. We were talking about the NFL earlier. Did anyone like see? Actually, we were talking about college football. Fuck that. I got a segue. I'm going with it. Anyone watch that horrible Super Bowl game this last Sunday? Yeah. I mean, it was shit, obviously. But I, I feel a lot for those NFL players. Like these days, every time they go out there, they know that they are racking up little bits of brain damage that are just going to leave them a trembling husk of a person. And obviously I relate to that, going to all these mics. Screw you people. <laughs> no, it's good. I actually love y'all. Y'all make keep me on my toes. Let's see. Let's go into some new stuff. I think I have this memorized. Let's try it out. I think we can try it out. So I was watching Shark Tank the other day while accidentally uh, drinking a bottle of NyQuil. This didn't come out quite right. I was drink watching Shark Tank the other day and after accidentally drinking a bottle of NyQuil. Use the little cups, like that shit goes down way too smooth. Anyway, I was thinking about my billion dollar ideas because obviously that money, it belongs to me. It should be in my hands. I would put it to great use. So I got a few pitches that I want to give to you guys and see how you like them. I know the mutiny family, it's got a lot of money going around. I want to get some seed capital going. That sound good? Hear my pitches? Sure. Sure. <laughs> so pitch number one, a windowsill fan to blow away those cats that are always trying to steal your cooling pies. These cats are a goddamn menace, people. Haven't had an appropriately temperatured pie in months. If you love that, you're going to love my next idea. A registry for people who are not sex offenders. Those sex offenders, I'm a little jealous. They get to go around and introduce themselves to the neighborhood. I'm pretty shy. I'd like an excuse. Just knock on people's door and be like, hey there, I'm Starler Burns and I'm not a sex offender. 
I noticed there's a park across the street, and that's totally fine. We can go on a picnic. There's no law against it. All right, I got one more of these. So if you kept your money in your pocket so far, this is where you're about to splurge. So get this. Dogs for women. I don't think that one needs any further explanation. It's an untapped market that we got to bank in on. All right, that's the end of my pitches. That's a new one, so I appreciate the input that I will not receive. <laughs> so I guess let's just move on to some generic crap. Uh, let's do that one that I think is cute about politics. Everybody loves politics. That's what people say these days when you talk to them. What do you like? Oh, I love politics. It makes me fuzzy inside. What is the difference between Donald Trump and a rotting jack-o'-lantern? Ask what's the difference. Thank you. One is a sagging orange affront to reason and common decency, and the other is Donald Trump, who's an asshole. Fuck that guy. Another difference is that I did not get in an argument with my landlord over all the Donald Trumps on my porch that escalated to physical violence. Yeah, that one's a bit of an anti-joke. Thanks for the anti-laughter. Uh, I was getting up Bart the other day, and I guess I was going too slow because this guy behind me shouted out, bitch, keep it moving, which really got me thinking. No stranger has ever addressed me as bitch and then said something nice, like, bitch, your father may be gone physically, but his spirit will be with you always. Thanks. I was pretty worried when you started that sentence, but it turned out very sweet. All right, what can I do in a minute? Mm, Y'all want to know something really stupid I did recently? Yeah. This is some sick shit. Mm. You know that site, OkCupid? I paid money for that. I took the money I earned from my labor and I gave it to the guys at OkCupid. I wanted to see my likes. I wanted to see who liked me. I didn't like the results. About the only interesting one I got was a guy who was looking to suck a straight dude's dick while his girlfriend watched. That wasn't the interesting part, though. The interesting part was the very next day, I got liked by a woman who was looking to have her boyfriend suck a straight dude's dick while she watched. Interesting. I think these events might have been related. Nah, I'm kidding. Clearly, this was a couple who just thought that making a date night out of sucking my dick would be romantic. It wasn't romantic at all. I don't know why it would be. I didn't even know that three people can enthusiastically consent to something that would leave them all feeling violated. I practice radical regret in my sexual politics. Starler Burns, practicing radical regret. What a joy, radical regret. Your neck, we're getting through everyone tonight. We're actually, we'll be, we'll be just rolling in. And if anybody after wants to come in and talk with us in here uh, with our new, there's a new podcast happening from eight to 10. Do you guys have a name yet? Um, Moonday Night School. Moonday Night School. School. That's just going to be the new show. They haven't decided yet. It's happening. It's going to be on Mondays from 8 to 10. It's going to be after the joke workshop. And there are three lovely comedian ladies that are going to be running another show in here. So tonight, if you got, we're going to, just going to be rolling into their new hours. And you guys can come in and talk to us after about whatever the fuck you want. If you have comments that you didn't get to share, come in here after and we'll do it. 
your next comedian, what a joy he is. I didn't know you were gay. I thought I was I thought I was the one that was like, oh, it's a bear cub and a bear. I thought I knew the difference between an otter and a twink. But nay. He knows from real experience. Put your hands together for Mike Whitaker. Yay! Oh, yeah, no one thinks I'm gay, which is problematic because other gay dudes don't think I'm gay a lot, and that's terrible. That's terrible. Uh, guys, I I think I'm going to get rid of dating apps, and I'm going to go back to cruising. Cruising is a lost art that dating apps have fucked up. Like, you used to just be able to see a dude and give him a look. And then he would suck your dick. And that was that easy. And I don't, I don't have that kind of game. I don't, I don't have game like that. Like I, I was on a bus recently and there was a dude who got on the bus and he was like my type. He was like a college type. I mean, I'm also, I'm also 29 and I look like this and I, I like my type is uh, like, cute college dudes and i think i'm on the last year of that being acceptable i like don't know what i'm gonna do i think i got like one year left of fucking cute college dudes and then it's it's game over i don't know anyway this dude was on the bus he was wearing uh shorts and work boots this was during the summertime he's wearing work boots this is important nice uh and and then like a ben sherman shirt that was very nice and he was sitting he was just 